Welcome to the TriStar Athletes Podcast. Lean Endurance. Hey, TriStar Athletes, I'm here with Lori, and uh, Lori is our newest dietitian to the TriStar Athletes Lean Endurance Program. Thanks for joining me, and uh, we're excited to have you on. Thanks, I'm super excited for this. Yeah, yeah, me too. So for, for those of our athletes out there who don't know who Lori is, uh, Lori is uh, kind of a rock star. Um, she is a dietitian, a writer, a pro cyclist, and a marathoner, and uh, she is joining our team of athletes as a coach athlete and as well as a dietitian who's going to be helping our team uh, get uh, healthier and faster in 2020. And so, uh, Lori, tell us tell us a little bit about, um, you know, yourself and, uh, you know, what you're up to in 2020. Yeah, I'm super excited for 2020. It's going to be a great year. Um, I think defining my bio is one of the hardest things that I've had to do <laughs> beyond racing and training. Is I do a lot of things. So basically, in short, I am a sports dietitian. I'm board certified as a performance dietitian. I'm also an elite athlete in marathon and cycling. Um, I love posting on Instagram, so definitely follow me there to see all of the food that I eat, and <laughs> that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'm one of those people. I am currently doing my second master's degree in exercise science. I have my first in human nutrition, so that's taking up a lot of my time. I just got married in October, so that's a whole new venture, um, but it's been awesome. I have a six-month-old kitten who I'm currently locked out of the room, so she doesn't meow <laughs> in my face the whole time. Uh, so that's been a great addition. And I have lots and lots of plants. So I'm a cat mom, a plant mom, an athlete, and a nutrition fanatic. That, that's an awesome background. And uh, you've got a lot going on, a lot of uh, a lot of things in the fire, so to speak. And um, I guess one of the things, uh, I'll just kick it off here. It's fun to ask uh, somebody like you lots of cool questions about uh, what it's like to be a pro athlete and, and, and you know nutritionist. So, being a pro athlete and having a nutrition background, you know, how do you think that that's benefited you as an athlete and a nutrition expert? Oh gosh, it has. They definitely evolved with each other. Um, I came into athletics, I was always a gym rat and I was a high school athlete, but I didn't take it beyond that. So I would just spend hours on the elliptical and nutrition to me at that point was calorie counts and, and you know, a lot of vegetables and a lot of healthy focus, but not really nourishing my body. It wasn't until I started to be an athlete where I realized through injury and fatigue that that style of nutrition wasn't working anymore. And that's when I really developed the performance side of it. That's when I went into performance nutrition, got my master's, got board certified, and really let that uh, you know new passion for how to nourish and fuel my body take me to the next level as an athlete. 
So I could not be here and at this level of competition if I didn't change the way that I was fueling my body. That's awesome, yeah. And it's almost like a window within, you know, when you're, uh, you know, testing out different foods that you're eating and being a dietitian, I mean, you, you get to see immediate performance with the types of uh, recommendations you've been making for yourself. And I mean, it's just an awesome way to, to you know, that extra discipline of uh, food, it gets you, you know, much further in your racing and training for sure. So, I, you know, I think this is kind of a funny question, but you know, what do you think is the number one thing that athletes get wrong when it comes to their nutrition? I know there's many, there's so many, but <laughs> there are so you can many. pick one, um, just one. Yeah, one, especially one that I think has come up a lot lately is athletes using how little they eat during training, especially on long rides and runs as kind of a braggy point. Um, you know, I see athletes all the time saying like, oh, I got through this ride and I only ate half of a gel or, you know, oh, you had to stop for fuel on that. Like, that's a bummer for you. I was able to do it without fuel. Like, why are you doing that? That pains me so much. So yeah. athletes under fueling the workout only to kind of overeat later on or ignore nutrition, you know, away from the training. That's the biggest disconnect and, and issue that I see right now in athletes. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I would echo that. I, I see that amongst uh, certainly our athletes and trending in, in endurance, the endurance community for sure. So mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Uh, so uh, just keep kicking some questions down at you. Mm -hmm. Uh, for, you know, athletes who have encountered problems with their, you know, race nutrition, you know, what do you typically suggest? When something's gone wrong in the race nutrition wise, it's usually because the athlete didn't practice with it. And if you're going to race with it, you've got to practice with it. So it's just something that you can't ignore. And I try to get athletes to implement the fueling as part of their training that leads up to the race you know you've got to have that component in there you can't just throw that extra component into the race and expect it to be successful yeah no i i think that's absolutely fair and you know it's it's tough because uh, a lot of times i think a lot of athletes uh, just get caught up in their training and they say well you know race day i'll I'll just try it, you know, and they wing it. And uh, unfortunately, if, if the gut hasn't seen it enough and regularly, it really becomes a problem for sure. So exactly. Uh, what would you uh, next uh, question for you on deck? What would you recommend, you know, for anyone trying to lean out in their training? I think that most athletes, you know, will understand that a leaner body composition is going to lead towards lots of great things. It's like improve VO2 max and, you know, yeah, uh, just performing. Sure. Yeah, what would be your, your tip there? It's a hard line, um, but like you're saying, we can't ignore the fact that being leaner and lighter has its performance benefits. Um, and that's something that I like to approach in a very kind of systematic way. Um, the biggest thing to start with is the race weight is something that you need to be at at the race, not all year round. So, you know, it's, it's a progression and it's something that your body can bounce back from. It shouldn't be, there shouldn't be a need to be your lowest weight for 
every day of the year. You know, that's, right. that's just going to lead to being depleted and feeling not great about yourself. And it's a lot of mental stress as well. Um, and to get to that point, it's usually, you know, one of the first steps I look at with athletes is making sure that the workouts are fueled and then, you know, the tweaks that we can do away from those workouts to kind of cut out the junk. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Do you, do you offer up your athletes a, a cheat window? <laughs> um, I think that things should be enjoyed in moderation when, when you're really going to enjoy them and feel satisfied from it. I'm not a huge cheat day kind of person, um, but no foods are off limits. It's just knowing when the best times are and when you're going to get the most appreciation out of that food. Yeah, no, that's well said, definitely. So what are the uh, first things you do to help your, you know, athletes with their nutrition, you know, with, when they start, basically? Yeah, I'm going to spend a lot of time getting to know you and how your current habits are. You know, if, if I just throw a diet plan at you or a meal plan and don't know your preferences, your lifestyle, your cooking abilities, your, your training goals, it's not going to work. You're not going to be able to follow that. So I'm a big believer in, in a very personalized approach and spending a lot of time talking through what's going on, what your goals are, and making some small steps to figure out how we can bridge that gap and be able to put food as an implement of not just enjoyment, not just of sustaining life, but of getting you to that performance goal. Got it. Yeah, makes sense. Nice. So uh, now you're, you're as an athlete, I got a lot of questions to ask you as an athlete too here. Uh, pretty exciting. Uh, you have a PR, it's 256 marathon, right? Yes, that's correct. I've done five marathons at the sub three hour mark. Wow, it's smoking fast. And then you're a professional cyclist, right? Yeah, and you run a team, what's the name of the team? Femikeep. So we're kind of a national women's team. We have eight people from all over the U.S. and one in Canada. That's cool. Very cool. And so which do you like better, biking or running? Ooh, it's a really tough question. I have to say, even though I'm more invested in cycling and run a team, and that's the bulk of my training, I really love running. Nothing, nothing beats the runner's high for me, and it's just... I like with running that you get out of it what you put into it. It's a very clear cut metric. And with cycling, there are a lot of other factors. You know, I've been in a race and my crank arm has come off the bike in a crit before. And things like that don't happen in running. Your shoe doesn't spontaneously like fly off. So yeah. I like the controllable aspect of running um, and that endurance, you know, the marathon it is really my sweet spot. Um, but cycling, it's a fun adventure. Yeah. Uh, so you've got a whole bunch of cool races. We've talked about them and we're, we're laying out the strategy for you for 2020 and, and what the training is going to look like. Uh, we, a bunch of our athletes did uh, SBT gravel. I know that's not your A priority race, but uh, what what uh, what would you expect um, be your strength at that, at that race? Because I think a lot of our athletes are really interested in that race for this year. Yeah, I am super excited for that race, um, mostly because gravel is a relatively new venture for me. Um, I think for a lot of people, right, it's just up and coming. 
And so it's going to be tough. I have a lot of gravel technique to develop between now and then for that yeah. race, but the endurance factor is going to be, you know, my sweet spot with it. Um, so I'll definitely be relying on that a lot to get me through. I think it's what, 140 miles. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty <laughs> that's pretty intense. That's that's a lot. Um, the longest gravel race I did before that was the Almanza 100, which I think was actually more like 110 miles, um, and that was long. So adding another 30 on that is going to be pretty extreme. But it sounds like a great event. They're doing really awesome things for the gravel community and promoting women coming to that race and doing the sport. So I'm really excited for me and a lot of my teammates to go um, be a part of it. Yeah, it, it's a cool event. And I will also add uh, it's hot and it's at altitude. So we'll, we'll be definitely yeah. layering so in some good training for you to be fully prepared for that one. Um, so you, on the other side, flipping back to the running side of things, you've had uh, this, you know, uh, desire also to potentially Olympic qualify. That's a, another huge goal too. Really awesome one. Uh, fits in with obviously loving to run. And, and uh, what do you think is the the, the hardest thing um, in your training as a as a pro athlete and to achieve something like that? I mean, I think it's a, a wonderful thing to go after. Yeah, with any big training, you know, PR kind of goal like that, the hardest thing is being a little selfish and knowing the lifestyle discipline that it takes. So you don't always get to do what you want to do. You don't always get to go, um, I know we were chatting about this a little earlier, doing your four hour zone two rides in your happy place. But you've got to push the limits. You've got to do what you're supposed to do. You've got to put the legs up when your friends are going out to the bar. You've got to eat the, like, the brown rice and kale salad, maybe, when other people are ordering pizza. Uh, you know, there are just those little things that are going to get to that next level. And it takes a lot of self-discipline and being a little selfish um, to get there. But that's what it takes to get a goal like that because it doesn't come easily. Yeah, it's all those small decisions that you make right that just stack yeah. up and, and compound over time and being consistent and being driven um obviously Absolutely. that's something that's um made this all come together for you uh, in a lot of ways so uh you know tell us a little bit more about uh some of the ways our athletes can get to work with you get to know you uh i think you know they're going to benefit big time from a lot of the, the services you have to offer. Uh, so tell our athletes a little bit more. Yeah, I'm excited to come on and, and offer that component of advanced nutrition knowledge and support. I know that the coaches can do a lot to work with the athletes, but you know, if you're struggling with that component, it's time to reach out and and get that one-on-one -on -one coaching to dive into exactly how you're eating, how nutrition can be used as part of your training plan. Um, because I 100% believe that it's a big part of reaching your goals. You know, you can't just ignore that component and expect to be your best. And just a few simple tweaks for most people can really make such a big difference. So I want to come on and work with you all you know individually and really just work with getting to know you getting to know your goals how you're eating what you're looking for your past relationship with food and 
building that personalized approach to using food as fuel um, so that you're training well, you're recovering well, and you're able to race super well. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I think, uh, you know, one of the reasons I reached out to Lori was because I felt that you could provide a lot of value in that area and that our athletes could really benefit. So we are super excited to have you and uh, super excited to, to work with you. So from nutrition plans to, you know, meal plans to, you know, race nutrition, you know, you're basically going to help us dial it all in for our team. So uh, we'll be sharing a lot more with, uh, with the team, with you and in the coming uh, year and, and beyond. Uh, so anything that you want to tell the rest of uh, our, our TriStar team, um, just about yourself or about uh, 2020 or, you know, anything? Yeah. Um, oh, so tough when there's like so much to look forward to when we're about to like head into a new year. Um, I think the biggest thing is is that I'm really excited and I hope you guys are all really excited and don't underestimate your nutrition and what fueling well can do for you in this next year. Yeah, I, I think that's a nice way to, to lead, leave 2019 and head into 2020. Right. <laughs> it's incredible uh, how nutrition makes us feel, right? And, you know, from a day-to-day perspective of our just our environment and and what we're doing on a, on a minute by minute basis but then put that great nutrition in play uh in the strategy and then also your performance side of things starts to take off in sport and endurance sports and uh so that will be a, a very welcome thing uh to have you helping us so uh well listen thanks uh, for joining me on this uh chat and uh welcome aboard to the tristar family and team and to lean endurance and uh, we're excited to, to work with you. So uh, yeah, uh, let's get to work. Awesome, thanks so much. <laughs> All right, Laurie, stick around. I'm gonna just uh, hang up the call here. Sure.